With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello all, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Time CG Staff Football Pick'em's podcast i'm your host pete pubaga and as always i'm joined by game time ct senior producer sean patrick foley and game time ct columnist jeff jacobs last week on this show we congratulated jeff for finishing in first place uh for the for the weekly picks he was tied at the top and this week we get to celebrate sean boley Atop the picks this week, going eight and three and pulling himself out of the right. cellar. Sean, congratulations. I'm making my run, man. This is it. Great Bear has finally woken up from his long yeah. oh slumber. God, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now it's this so- means that I'm gonna win this week. Yeah. If I mean lost, right, that that's what it that's means. Work. Because right now in the overall standings, Jeff, you're sitting there smack in the middle. You are right within striking distance of making a run and Sean, you have entered the conversation. Yeah, well, yourself. I want to thank, I want to thank the Academy first of all. And then <laughs> I want to thank Masic for pulling that comeback out and Wilton finally breaking a, you know, since I was in high school streak of, you know, futility against Ridgefields. Those are the big ones. I would do not want to thank Holy cross for not showing up uh, again. <laughs> I, I do also want to, I want to thank Cheney tech. Thank you to you guys. I don't want to miss you guys, but that's I'm I'm in the middle of the pack because I've always defined mediocrity and it's good to see that I've, I've brought this over to this show and uh, (laughs) that, that, that satisfies me greatly. I will say this. I was telling you guys before, like from like eight o'clock on a Friday night, if I'm, because I've been covering games on Saturday, I sit there and go wait for game time scores or CIAC site to to post the scores. And I keep like the, uh, track the whole time and like I'm, I'm like so nervous my blood pressure is up and like i then i jumped the gun i i like i had a i had a w for thames river and they blew it and then i had an l for massic and they came back so like I, i'm just like a mess on uh, uh between like 8 8 30 and and, and 9 30 on friday nights yeah, I, I find myself at halftime of games like looking at scores, being like, oh, yes, I'm 2-0. and Oh, yes, I'm 3-0. and it, It's getting bad. Uh, but this means with Jeff finishing in first last week, Sean finishing in first this week, that means that I have to win this week. Yeah, Enormous only, pressure. Yeah, I'm still two back of Jacobs here. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I still got ways to go. I'm only you one do. on you. Yeah, Jake is in sixth place. But you are seven wins back from Chris McNamee, who sits atop oh. at 60 and 25. Chris is the only one over the 60-win plateau. I just got to the 50-win plateau. So that's where I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just went over it, so there you go. Well, right. we got another great week of games. A lot of these games, like we mentioned last week, are, are kind of early playoff games. Right? We're getting playoff games in October the last couple of weeks. Now all of these games that we will pick are going to have meaning going the rest of the way. And a lot of teams postseason hopes 
you know, live on these results of these games. So not only are we picking teams to win, but we're also picking against teams that we think are going to get knocked out of the playoff run. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, as always, game of the week is the last game we will pick. It's a pretty good one this week. Um, you know, last week's game of the week, we were split six and six, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, so six people got the added point and six people dropped behind. All right, so we're going to start at the top. We have our FCAC game. We have five and two Trumbull going to the re-grand opening of Tiger Hollow to face the four and three Ridgefield Tigers. Now, there's a lot on the line here. Ridgefield did not do themselves any favor by losing to Wilton. Uh, I'm not a big math guy. It doesn't look good, but, you know, seven to three isn't the worst thing in the world. And maybe possibly they could get in. But again, I'm not a math guy. All right, and Trumbull as well. Trumbull's five and two. They have a date with St. Joe's on Thanksgiving. Going into that game, seven and two, we'll be able to know kind of where their playoff hopes live. Uh, before then, the two have played only four times since 2004, which I find very fascinating. And Ridgefield won the last time they played in 2016. If you believe in this, they've played four times. They've alternated wins and losses each time. If you believe in it, it's Trumbull's turn. Sean, who do you got? I don't necessarily believe in it, but I'm going to go with Trumbull here. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that that losing or will, I think, is kind of taking the wind out of Ridgefield sails, and you know, maybe they won't be able to pull it. Trumbull's still in. Uh, we got to prove ourselves again mode. And I know Ridgefield wants that too, but uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I I'm going to ride or die with them. Grand opening, right, in Ridgefield. Grand reopening of Tiger Hollow. Grand reopening. I, I always like that. I like that. As long as they play it up there, uh, I like that. People get fired up for anything like, you know, like it's like uh, uh, Black Friday after Thanksgiving, right? Uh, that where everybody charges in, all that sort of stuff. So I, I'm, um, I'm going to go with Richfield. It's one of those teams I've been picking like Greenwich, and I could, and I they continually post L's for me, but I, I, I think they're going to give me a W this week. I've been on the Ridgefield bandwagon uh, for most of this season. Um, but I can't go with the Tigers here. I'm going with Trumbull. Um, as a resident of this beautiful town, I need to keep supporting my local high school team so they don't run me out of here. All right, now we got our CCC game. We got 6-1 Maloney traveling up to West Hartford to play 7-0 Hall. Much to my dismay, Hall keeps winning. Um, they won another, they were tied at halftime, came back, beat Glastonbury again. Um, you know, Hall's got seven wins, but four of those wins have come in games where they've won by four or less points. Comes down to the wire, which is really impressive by them. Um, but they've allowed 190 points this season on defense. And that's good for 27 points a game. That's four touchdowns. All right, Maloney can score. They scored 84 points in their last two games. And this year, the Maloney defense, which... Not maybe not getting the love that it really deserves. They've allowed more than 20 points just once when they allowed 21 points against East Hartford. These teams have played all the way back in 2008 with Hall winning 22 to 7. Jeff, does your Hall team keep winning? I voted them number two this week. I don't think they're the second best team in the state, but I, 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 they're undefeated, and I also think Maloney's going to win this week. And that's why I'm picking Hall because I'm believing the Hall. I believe in Hall. All right. I think I think Maloney is is playing better right now. They're, they've come back. They bounced back from their opening loss. 
but there's a little magic in that in that hall team that allow so I'm picking something like you know like a 37-34 type of shootout. Uh, like Pete, I've been kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop on Hall. You know, I really think that uh, they're just kind of due, to be honest with you. I, I've been waiting for them, but they, yet they somehow may be able to pull these out. You score 28, they're going to score 29. You score 36, they're going to score 37. You score 50, they're going to get 51. So they've just been that kind of resilient team. I love Solomon's quarterback. He's been really good. Matt Farber has been amazing, especially the last few weeks. Um, and uh, obviously, Leo Pereira has been a bruiser at running back. But, you know, uh, the, the Spartans, Angel, and the guys, I just think that they're just on a roll right now. They've kind of corrected the stakes they had against Southington. I'm going to go with the Spartans. They're due. All is due. I've been saying Hall is due to lose for four weeks, so what do I And now they're really due. You know, two weeks ago, we picked the Maloney-Xavier game. I picked Xavier, and um, I went to that game, and Maloney really put it to him. And, and Kevin Frederick, the head coach of Maloney, who I've known since my time at the Record Journal, just looked at me at halftime, and they were up 35 nothing, and he yelled across the field, and he's like, Pete, you know better. And, you know, I, I, maybe I, I didn't know better, and the Maloney kids were giving it to me. And... Uh, you know, they came and they proved a lot that day across the state on the field about how good of a team that they can be when they're rolling. Angel Arcee's playing like he did two years ago as a sophomore. Uh, you know, he had a slow start to the season. They got players, Ty Lee Flowers, um, Ian Graham. They got like four different running backs who can run the ball. The defense led by, uh, you know, Michael Reddick is, they're flying around. Uh, on paper, yeah, you see Hall 7-0, but, you know, this is, I'm picking. Pete is picking here. So, and I think I'm going to correct my mistake from two weeks ago, and I'm going to take Maloney because they might kill me <laughs> if I go to that game and don't pick That's them. That's no way to pick. That's no way. <laughs> I think Maloney is, is the better team right now, and they're playing really good football, and that's the reason why I'm going with Maloney. All right, this is this is a fun one. We spoke about this team before we got on, and we haven't really talked about this team down in the SWC. We have five and one Notre Dame Fairfield, five and one. They're going to New Fairfield to play the six and one Rebels, coming off a heartbreaking loss to Massick, where they were up twenty eight nothing and blew it. Massick won 29-28 on the final play of the game and a two point conversion. I mean, we haven't really been talking about the Lancers at all. They, you know, of their six games, three of them have been outside the SWC. They they had a handful of alliance games. They're three and zero in those games. Notre Dame yeah. Fairfield's beat Rocky Hill, which is pretty good. You know, a good program in four and and Lyman Hall. You know, Sean, are the Lancers for real, or are the Rebels going to be able to recover after last week's game? Yeah, well, we, like you said, we haven't talked much about the the Lancers, and that's because they have been playing out a lot of uh, other teams outside there. Thanks to the Alliance for that, you know, playing them out out of our radar, so to speak. But uh, you know, I I did see them um, do a really nice job against Weston uh, a few weeks ago, holding that game up. But I think New Fairfield's at just another level. They should have beat Massick. They know they should have beat Massick. They're up twenty eight nothing, and they thought they had it won. They won't make that mistake again. In fact, I like them, uh, you know, the, pretty much the rest of the season. There's like one other guy. I think they play Newtown, too, so who knows. But in this game, I'm going with the Rebels. I'm unnerved by disagreeing with you guys in the first couple of games. <laughs> but this, uh, I believe in the Rebels. They had Massick down. I know they blew it. But uh, just to have them where they did, 
They're a pretty good team for an ass team, New Fairfield. We're gonna hear. I think we're gonna hear from them later on this this uh, this fall. So I got Rebels. Yeah, I'm gonna complete the sweep. Go with New Fairfield. Um, I just, you know, I hope they they are able to turn it back on this week. Coming off a loss like that can be really, really, you know, could just they could just come out and you know sleepwalk this week, but. I don't think they will. I think they'll come out and they'll take it to the Lancers and prove the seven and one. All right, we got our NVL game. We have five and two Woodland going to Ansonia to play the seven and zero Chargers. Now, I, I was looking up this game and I found this very interesting note. So Woodland opened up in two thousand and one, right? Region sixteen. They opened in two thousand one. They didn't have their first varsity football season until two thousand and three. Then in two thousand two, but yeah, but yeah. All right, so they played in two. In 2004 and 2005, they won state titles, and they beat Ansonia. Mm -hmm. And then the next 13 games, they've lost to Ansonia, <laughs> including the including in the Class S championship game in 2013. Um, you know, Joe Lato and the boys are 5-2 and two in his first season, but Ansonia is Ansonia. But Wood, it's Woodland like, you know, Sean, can, is this the year? Can, can Woodland knock off Ansonia? I mean, we're looking at it. 101, 102. Like, is Ansonia going to lose? Uh, yes. I'm going with Ansonia. Okay. Pete, that was a wonderful history lesson. Thank you. I did uh, a lot of research. I was there for those games. Yeah, but uh, but uh, I'll go a little more recent history. Uh, Woodland's lost to Holy Cross and Torrington, and Ansonia beat them. And Ansonia is Ansonia. Durrell, McKnight. Good night, Ansonia. Yeah, I think yeah that loss to Torrington for Woodland, which I was the only one who picked correctly uh, a couple of weeks ago. So dis like now I I don't believe that Woodland's there yet. I mean they're a five and two, but it's the NBL, and I think the Chargers are on another. This sounds level like an eight ball league. special, Pete. It does. Well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what the eight ball decides. We will see. I, you know the eight ball and I usually get together on Tuesday night. Um, to put it together. All right, we're moving up to Jeff's part of the state. We got four and two Fitch, which is hanging around there in Class L. They're going up to Norwich to play NFA, who is three and two this year. I think we're all in agreement. A little disappointing, um, you know, from NFA this year. Jeff, we're in your area, which means you go first. Um, at the beginning of the year, I had this as a NFA victory seen that NFA play on on uh, on film as they say um, I like Fitch I think Fitch is uh, Fitch is a pretty competitive team and NFA is not as good as I thought so I'm going Fitch I'm uh I'm gonna agree with Jeff here you know when I first glanced took a look at it NFA uh uh, I would have picked NFA, you know, a hundred times, you know, a hundred out of a hundred times. And, uh, but now looking at it, I, I'm going to go with Fitch. You know, I think Fitch, you know, has been great against its SEC competition, just like NFA, but I'm worried about NFA. I wonder if NFA is kind of checked out here or, or do they have a little pride? But, uh, you know, it was a good win for Fitch over Stratford. I and mean, yeah, they lost in favor of prep for do nothing. And they, they gave New Fairfield a run. I mean, it's not, it's not great but i'm wondering i mean this is one of those things where if i pick nfa Fitch is gonna win and if i pick fitch nfa is gonna win so i might as well just pick fitch and get it over with well, i'm going with fitch 
Okay, good. Then I'm going to pick NFL. <laughs> well, he better wake up. That's all. This is NFA. NFA better wake up and play better than they, than they have been. All right, we're moving up uh, to the Pequot. We got four and two Gilbert Northwestern traveling to SMSA to play the three and four Tiger Hawks, I believe, is yes. their, their team yes. nickname. You know, it was one player that we don't really talk about a lot. Freddie Camp over at Gilbert Northwestern is putting up some bonkers numbers uh, for the Yellow Jacket co-op. Also, fun fact about Freddie Camp, he's the starting center fielder on the Northwestern baseball team that played East Catholic in the final, and he got the only hit off of uh, Frankie Mazzucato, who went seventh overall in the MLB fun draft. Fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah. I'm full of fun facts. Good um, athlete. Yes, very good athlete. Jeff, go back to you. Who do you got in this one? SMSA. I did have I I I did uh, look back and do some homework and I've lost my notes, but <laughs> they're competitive. I didn't know about the baseball, so I have seen somebody on Gilbert play, uh, but it was in baseball. Yeah. So I was at that that uh, that uh, state championship game, but I'm going to go with SMSA. They've been competitive and uh, chance to reach 500. I like SMSA's defense. You know, they've only allowed like 100 some points, and then half of that was like from Morgan in that one game. So take away 44 points of Morgan, and you're only talking about a you know 50-ish points uh, scored against them this year. They only allowed 14 against North Brantford, only 15 against Stafford. They lost 14 to 15. You know, and uh, you know they actually gave Ellington a run uh, nine to six. But then I was shocked that, that Gilbert Northwestern, who's he beat Ellington and beat him up camp. Bowling him over for I mean, it was only 14 and nothing, but you know, a little warning signs there. But uh, you know, I think it's close enough where I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with is that you know, it's at Falcon Field where SMSI plays. Um, at least one of the they play most of their games there, but I'm gonna go with uh, SMSI. You know, I feel like uh, they're just defenses is better, and I think they can score. You know, I, I started my career, one of the teams that I started covering was Gilbert Northwestern. Yeah, uh, the I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. I'm picking Freddie Camp. I'm picking Gilbert Northwestern. I love it. And that win against the win against Ellington really, really showed me something because Ellington is a good Pequot team, and that was a great performance from Gilbert. And I think this might not be the last we're gonna hear about from the Yellow Jackets. All yeah, right, we're going to the five straight. Yeah, they're not bad. So we got. Uh, we got. We're gonna go to the CTC. Um, Prince Tech four and three, playing. Uh, Three and three ATI. Who uh, ATI is given is has, has some life. Sean, what you got? Yeah, ATI's their offensive has at least picked up. I mean, at least the last week, and they played O'Brien Tech forty to six. And defensively, they've been there, kind of uh, really been much better. I mean, they start off giving up forty two points to Quinnipaug, you know, and then uh, or they played Wilcox Caner, and then they gave up twenty points on a loss to Black Tech. And since that 14-7 loss to Bullard Havens, you know, they've been uh, they've been doing better. They beat Cheney famously. Um, you know, Prince Tech been pretty good as well. Two straight sh- shutouts after getting shut out by Cheney Tech a few weeks ago. But uh, you know what? I'm going to go with ATI here um, just because I think, uh, you know, ATI finally getting back to the team we thought they would be at the beginning of the season. Pace got the guys going. Chris Pace. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Wolverines. I was at that Quinnebog ATI game, and ATI was played awful. But Chris Pace is a heck of a coach, and he's taken over that program. 
And now that Quinnabog, Cheney, and Thames River have lost the Tech Conference, it's up for grabs. No one's undefeated. Um, ATI's come on. And uh, I once mentioned that Prince Tech could be seven and three and run the table and, and create mayhem, but I'm going with ATI. I like I like the way they've rebounded, and uh, good coaching does that. So I'm going to go with ATI. Uh, you know, if you would asked me a week ago or two weeks ago, I would have said Prince Tech easily because for the reasons I, that you said, Jeff. You know, their three losses are against three teams at the top of the Tech Conference that are all vying for Class L spots, but. ATI's really showed me something the last couple of weeks and you got, you know, all the right things you guys said about ATI and, and coach pace is, is the reason I'm going to take ATI as well. All well, right. Let's talk about our boy, uh, coach Benito. Though. I mean, we forgot about him. Don't, don't disagard coach Benito. No, of course not. Of course not. So ATI, right, just, ATI, just ATI is on a heater right now. All right. We got a nice big CT football Alliance game. We have five and one Branford traveling up to Avon play the four and one Falcons. This is a huge game for both teams. Avon is kind of hanging around there, still in the playoff hunt in L and there's Branford in M with the shot to get in first time in a long time. They can make the playoffs. We had John Lamone on, on the meat grinder last week. He didn't want to talk about, you know, he didn't want to look too far ahead. Sean and I, we talked ahead. We looked ahead. Branford, Avon, Sean, do the Hornets stay hot? Man, this is so tough. There's so little I know about Avon since they, they took them a while to get their season started. Um, but I know they can run the ball and they can play a little defense there. I mean, Brantford out of the SEC, you love them in this spot. It's hard to pick against them, but watch. <laughs> Avon's going to show up. Uh, you know, it's tough going all the way up there. But, you know, I mean, I was showing a lot of confidence. Coach Lamone of the guys, McDonald's, all those guys. All right, Brantford, let's show up. I'm picking the Hornets. This is your season, Brantford. I have Brantford also. You know, if they're going to, there's, you know, as good a team as they think they are and and people think they might be, uh, they got to win this game. I mean, poor Avon, I didn't think there there was going to be a season. I mean, they they postpone, postpone, postpone. I I thought the next time we'd see Avon was in basketball, but uh, they've come back and, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and have, have shown up and uh, they're a tough read Avon but Brantford going for Brantford uh, if you've been listening to this show for the last couple of years you know that I was all in on Brantford a couple of years ago to win a state title and uh, they burned me and I was really upset are you bitter? About that. I'm very you, bitter okay. I'm extremely bitter about that, about that. Okay. Um, but I, I I can't pick Avon. I'm going with Brantford. The Hornets will go to six and one. They'll break my heart later. No, I, I think they're going to get in, and I, I think they could do some dangerous stuff in Class M. But I just wanted to bring that up. Brantford burned me before. Okay, all right. We got another another. This is not a crossover game. Sheen at five and two, nice Class S school, playing a double L school in Hamden four and two. Now a couple of weeks ago on the show, we had Sheen at Amity. And we were double L and playing an S school and this and this. And, and she and beat Amity. <laughs> the eight ball and Maggie were the only two to pick them. And uh, we got that lovely video from the Sheen football team. Um, Jeff, can Sheen knock off another double L school? You know, 
I have all these. This is my rip up my mandate stuff. You know, like don't vote for teams that are undefeated in the polls. Higher just because they're undefeated, and and this one, you know, like uh, you know, I'm a huge. Yeah, class L guy, especially late in the season when they have more players. That's another one of my go-tos. So after my six and five, and nobody's mentioned my nice new gentleman's haircut, uh, I've I've changed some of my thinking, and uh, I'm going to go with Sheehan. They're a really good class S team, and uh, every, every, I'm throwing away prior knowledge because maybe some of that prior knowledge is cliched knowledge. Sheehan. I'm going with the Titans. I just don't have uh, don't have a lot of confidence in Hamlin right now. Um, you know, they beat West Haven, and they, you know, kind of thought that that was the end of their season. Well, for the most part, that was their big win. All right, let's pack it in, start getting ready for basketball. I mean, you know, you guys still got a whole, the rest of the season to play. You know, I, I'm one of those guys who thinks Hamden needs to be in, in you know, they need to, number one, remove all the tears. Stupid SEC. Let's, there are two levels in the SEC. Sheen's in the, in the southern level or the lower level, and then Hamden's in the upper level because they're a class double L school. That said, though, that doesn't make a good team, obviously. And uh, Sheen's just shown it's uh, been able to beat these teams. Uh, why did they play the, these teams uh, to get into the class S playoffs is kind of tough, but, you know, the, they're kind of stuck here in the SEC, and there are no other class S schools. Poor guys. But, uh, you know, John Fry's done a great job there. They they showed me something by beating Hamden and uh, – you know, winning a lot of these other games. I'm going to go with the Titans. You know, and this, these teams met two years ago as well, and that Sheen team was loaded. Obviously, they went on to win the Class L Finals. That day, two years ago, I was at, I believe, Newington Maloney. And I was driving back, and I got a text message from uh, our friend Luke DeVoe. Uh, he's like, where are you? You need to get to Wallingford now. Hamden is just took the lead on Sheen in the third quarter. And you were like, wow, this Sheen team that is so loaded just can't beat a double L school because they're an S school. Sheen ended up coming back. They ended up winning pretty confidently in the game. But it really made you kind of, you know, raise your eyebrow and be like, can Sheen, you know, Hamden was 6-2 and two going into that game two years ago. Um, you know, and they were loaded. But we're here again, kind of the same thing. Both teams are kind of in the same way with two losses. Um, I'm going to go with Sheehan. It was my long roundabout way of picking Sheehan. And mainly I'm picking them because I don't want to get bullied on social media again. Pete, you're, you're getting influenced by outside sources here. I'm a little worried about you. Yeah, I'm in last place. So I, I'm not in last place. Morelli is, but I'm pretty close to last place. So at this point, my picks don't really matter. All right, so I'm going with Sheen to complete that sweep. Okay, we have our game of the week, and it's another SEC game. This is like SEC week. Uh, last week was FCF week. This week is SEC week. We have 7-1. and one That'll make Al Carbone happy. He's getting really <laughs> jealous over there. You see him we on got, Twitter? We got 7-1 and one Shelton traveling to Rafferty to play the 6-1 and one Fairfield Prep Jesuits. This is basically the de facto SEC Tier 1 championship game, I think. Um, You know, this year alone, Prep has allowed just 65 points, uh, led by their linebacker, Ryan O'Connell. But Prep hasn't beaten Sheehan since 2016. Sheehan Shelton 
Prep hasn't beaten Shelton since 2016. Shelton has won three in a row, and they're coming off a big win against Newtown. Sean, de facto SEC championship game. Who's the SEC champion after Friday? You know what? I'm going with the Gales. Uh, I saw the Fairfield Prep guys chirping over there on the uh, sidelines of uh, of uh, uh, St. Joe Darien. Hey, you coming to our game? Hey, where we game of the week? You know, giving, you know, kind of, they were kind of, I don't know what they were doing, but, you know, they were, they were chirping. Um, and uh, they're pretty confident going to this one, but, you know, it's at their place. Shelton come in, but ah, Shelton rarely, I mean, Shelton rarely loses this game. Whenever Fairfield Prep comes in with aspirations. Shelton loves to shut it down. Prep's defense, really good. But Shelton's defense, really good. Your boy Lokovich over there. And some of the guys, Wiener up front, you know. Shelton, when when this opportunity presents itself, unless you're West Haven, which, you know, gives him trouble all the time, or even hand sometimes. But the revenge tour is on, usually is just been on for Shelton all year long. They beat Newtown last week. Yeah, they already beat Prep two years ago, so this isn't really a revenge game. But I think they're uh, they on a mission, man. No mercy. Let's go, Gales. I'm taking the Gales. A call just in from Hall. Uh, you say keep on saying they're flying too close to the sun, but evidently they wear asbestos uniforms. So I think you should not lose faith in Hall. Having said that, I'm with you, Sean, on this one. Uh, Shelton, I, I think... Missing the playoffs two years ago, they just seem they're playing like a team that wants to get back in the equation, in the big equation. That's 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 what I say about that. But I picked against Prep at the beginning of the season, hand, and that one stung. And Prep, like you said, they're they're they they won into the conversation too. But and I appreciate that. And uh, but Gales, and I'll yeah. be there. The, Shelton, the Shelton Revenge Tour is a real thing. It is. They That's beat a, Hand. It's, the, uh, it's a plot to kill Bill. It's uh, Shelton beat Hand after losing in heartbreaking fashion to Hand two years ago. Shelton beat NFA, who they beat two years ago, but jumped him to go to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. They, um, they want to stick it to him. Shelton time. went out and beat Fairfield Prep handily after prep was seen on the sidelines celebrating like they won the championship when hand beat Shelton Shelton like me holds grudges they do not forget the Gales do not forget and they beat Newtown who beat them two years ago I was there for both games the Gales hold grudges and I absolutely love it I'm going with Shelton they're the best team in the SEC they're a top mm. five team in the state and I think they're going to make some noise in class double L Sounds good to me. God, I'm gonna go like three and seven this week. I, yeah, I, I can't wait for the uh, for the top ten like to come out because they were five and nine last year uh, for last week. The two teams, but they'll be higher this week. So I feel like I'm tanking this week. Yeah, this is I, I, yeah, it's not have, an easy week. I, I don't, stretch. I don't have any confidence in any of my. Picks. <laughs> no, not I like Insodia. I feel good about Insodia. That's about it. I yeah. got I got one down. That's what I, I feel like. That's about it. Uh, I think I'm, I'm confident on my picture. I'm going to go 11 and 0 this week, guys. I promise. All right. <laughs> this is my week. I'm going to make a run, but 
uh, <laughs> we're gonna wrap this. A one lot up. of psychological stuff have come up with you, Pete, this week. Bitterness being affected by outside factors. Yeah. Sean, I'm yeah. a little concerned He's, about Pete. Pete gets threatened into making picks. <laughs> I don't want to hear from Sheen. I don't want to hear from Maloney. <laughs> Oh, well, this is, what, this is what I tell them. I tell all the coaches. One, you don't want me to pick you because I'm in second to last. And then if I do pick you, you win. You're happy anyway. But we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, as always, I'm Pete Pobaga for Sean, Patrick Bowley, and Jeff Jacobs. We'll see you guys out on the field, and we'll talk to you guys next week.